Father, today we come to you and God, as the rain is falling upon this earth, God, it's what we need physically. God, we need an, another type of rain to fall on us in this church spiritually. Father, we know today, Lord, that, God, that you are able to do all things. But, Father, Lord God, you are a shepherd. You lead. You do not force. You show the way. You don't make us walk in the way. Father, today, Lord, we come, Lord, with a heart, Lord, to, God, just open our heart, open our eyes. Each and every one that's here today, God, I'm so thankful that they're here. For, Father, you, you made this happen today that they could be here. We all are here. God, for your word will speak to each and every one in a different way because you know us exactly what our need is and where we stand. So, Father, today I pray, Lord, for God, most of all, Lord, that you speak to us and may we respond in a way, Lord God, to where we'd be true to you. God, we thank you, Lord God, for the prayers that you are going to answer, Lord God, and the requests that has been given. Father, we know, Lord, that others have been silent and we also know about. But, Father, help us to understand, Lord, that if we worry, Father, over what may come about, Father, Lord, we're letting Satan know that we're already doubting your power. So, Father, help us, Lord God, to lay aside any type of worry. God, we know it comes upon us each and every one. Every one of us in here have worried and do worry. But, Father, Lord, it may come, but it does not have to stay. Help us today, Lord God, that, Lord, when worry comes in our minds, Lord, that we can cause it to flee because we're trusted in you, the anchor, steadfast and sure anchor of our soul. Father, help us to understand, Lord God, that, Lord, we don't have to worry. For you not only hold tomorrow, you hold us. Father, for our missions team that's in Guatemala, so many, many miles from our church family today. God, not in a safe place, but in a safe place. That's in you, Father. God, watch over them and be with all those that are on that mission field, wherever they might be. But God, there's a mission field within these walls today. And God, there's a mission field around about us today. And God, we just pray today. God, if for nothing else, God, I pray this simple prayer. Speak to every person here in a way that they know it's you and you alone. Father, we know you will. But if we respond, God will see fire fall like the rain. We give you all praise, honor, and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Children's Church, we're glad to see each and every one of you here today. I'm excited today. I, I've been excited for a little over a week about this message. Uh, I wanted to preach you last week if you were here, and well, you just... You know, you learn to trust God, and, and I'm glad we did. 
want to read to you today, we're going to tell you the book, then we're going to read our uh, declaration. want to be reading to you today out of uh, the book of Leviticus, Old Testament, third book, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. An easy find. <clears throat> By the way, once again, we're looking forward to our praise in the park. Had a great crowd last Sunday evening at 6 o'clock. And uh, although the rain is coming down now, as was said, it says it's going to stop by 4 o'clock. And you know what? We're looking forward to that. The praise team will be singing tonight. Uh, Sister Crystal Hollenbeck will be singing tonight. So come out. And guess what? If it continues to rain, you come here anyway. We're going to praise in the pew. And uh, if you need your lawn chair, bring it. I don't care. You go ahead and bring that along as well. But, you know, I'd love to see that number that we have. You know, it'd fill this place. So uh, we're, we're excited about that. So uh, before we read in the book of Leviticus, I want us to, yep, I want us to go over our declaration this morning. Our declaration is something very important because you know what? You've got to believe in this. And when we as a church family learn to believe in this, it's like knowing that armor you got on is for a purpose. Okay? Realizing it's serving its purpose. So let's say it together. My past is past. My future is bright. God's promises are true and his word is sure. With God as my helper, I will be all he wants me to be, do all he wants me to do, and receive all he wants me to receive, and I will give God the glory he deserves. Will you do that today? Will you remind yourself today? Because so often, that's where we go. We go to the past and we forget how true his promises are. Well, that's not the message today, but there's one in that, isn't there? Uh, in the book of Leviticus, in the sixth chapter, want to read something today out of the scripture in the sixth chapter. Uh, in our scripture this morning, talks about keeping the fire going uh, in, in the tabernacle, Okay? talks about keeping the fire going in the tabernacle and, and the responsibility there was with that. Okay? So um, I want us in chapter 6, uh, in the essence of time, I'm going to go down and start in about verse 8. And, and I want to, uh, the law of the burnt offering, I want to read about five or six verses here this, after, or this morning. Pay close attention because, man, it's just as true today. Uh, 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 how this word uh, uh, just comes full circle to us. And the Lord spake unto Moses, by the way, in our Wednesday evening Bible study, we're learning in, uh, how we got the Bible. Okay? You know how we got the Bible? Come out and find out Wednesday evening. Okay? Come find out how it came about. We learned that Moses was the writer of the first five books. You know that. You've learned that. So he's talking to Moses, and he said, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, mm. Well, I'm going to move on. But that right there is a whole message in itself. Do you know that? When's the last time the Lord spoke to you saying something? Did you listen? I, I got a message. 
You read over this enough, there's 40 to 11 messages, and I'm telling you. Uh, <clears throat> he's saying, command Aaron and his sons, saying, this is the law of the burnt offering. It is the burnt offering because of the burning upon the altar all night until the morning. And the fire of the altar shall be burning in it. And the priest shall put on his linen garment and his linen breeches, and he put upon he shall put upon his flesh and take up the ashes which the fire hath consumed with the burnt offering on the altar, and he shall put them beside the altar, and he shall put off his garments and put on other garments. I'm going to keep on, or I'll say something about every word. And carry forth the ashes from without the camp. Into, unto a clean place, and the fire upon the altar shall be burning in it, and it shall not be put out. And the priest shall burn wood on it every morning, and lay the burnt offering in order upon it, and, it shall, and he shall burn thereon the fat of the peace offering. The fire shall ever be burning upon the altar, it shall never go out. Oh, my goodness, we <clears throat> so much to say as to just, Lord, where do we begin? Well, you know, I want to focus this morning uh, on the fire that's on the altar this morning. There's a lot of things here that's going to come in, but we want to focus on it. You know, uh, um, if we uh, want to keep the fire uh, going in our churches, guess what? The fire will not keep going and burn brightly in our church if, if it's not burning in you. The fire must first bur- be burning brightly, be ignited in you in order for it to be in the churches. And listen here, if we got a little fire here, a little fire here, a little fire here, it's just as though we put a bushel over it. The Bible told us that God's word, Jesus said, we are the light of the world. And you know what? Back then he wasn't talking about we were carrying a flashlight. And electricity hadn't come. So we were the fire of the world. And if that fire be hid, if we put it under a bushel, it doesn't do us any good. If the fire be hid, which is the gospel, uh, like that song said, well, it set my soul on fire. If it's a gospel, uh, my friend, that fire, if it's hid, how great is the darkness to those who need to see the fire. Today we need a rekindling of the fire at Grace Missionary Baptist Church. We need a rekindling of the fire. My friend, can you say this? You need a rekindling of the fire in your life. Every one of us today, starting with me, you know what? If I'm not burning, if I'm burning bright, I can burn brighter. You know, if I'm walking close to God, I can walk closer. If I'm being the light that God wants me to see, you know what? If people uh, can be that kind of a light, uh, my friend, they'll pass you by just because they don't want him to come near you. But we need to be that kind of a fire, and we need to be our light. You know, because if you are not... When we as individual Christians uh, allow our fire, and you know, by the way, when did you get the fire? You don't build it. The fire fell. 
And I'll show you that scripture here in a moment. But that fire uh, came into your heart when you said, Lord, be merciful unto me, a sinner. How, whatever words you said, come into my heart and life and save me. And my friend, he gave you a fire that you didn't start. And you won't start that fire. Uh, but what it's our job to do is uh, to keep the fire uh, going. And sadly enough today, uh, so many churches, uh, so many Christians, let's get real. We, me, you, huh? You've let the fire dwindle. You've let it go down. I've let it go down. My friend, when we let it go down, the church will suffer. The church is suffering today. Is our nation suffering today? You know why our nation is suffering today? Because the church is suffering today. You know why the church is suffering today? Because they've not tended to the fire. They've not tended to that that God has given them to say, be a light of the world. They've not taken care of that that we need to do today. And listen, as we go through this scripture here today, I want to let you know something. Over in the book of, uh, and I won't go to it in the book. Well, maybe I will. In the book of Ecclesiastes, a few verses over, chapters over in verse 22. Aaron lifted up in chapter 9, did I say that? 9.22. And Aaron lifted up his hand toward the people and blessed them and came down from the offering of the sin offering, hear that? And the burnt offering and the peace offerings and Moses and Aaron went into the tabernacle of the congregation and came out and blessed the people and the glory of the Lord. This is what he was telling them in six was going to happen. And and now it's coming about. And the glory of the Lord appeared unto all the people and there came a fire down before the Lord and consumed upon the altar the burnt offering and the fat which all the people saw and they shouted and fell on their faces. So here, what Moses was being told by Jesus, by the Lord God, what he's being told by him, listen, the fire came, didn't it? Just as he said it would, it came and the people knew that that fire came and they fell upon their faces and they began to praise and give God the glory. My friend, we need to praise and give God the glory today because we've got the fire, right? We sing a song, we've got the power, we got the power. You know, we sing that song, we got the power, but I'm going to tell you something. There's a lot of people that come in and out of grace today that think you have the power, that think you have the fire, but if you're honestly with yourself, where's your fire? Where's your power? I'm preaching a little rough today, And the reason why is I want to prepare us for the revival that's coming that we've been praying for. Okay? I'm kind of like putting it out there to let you know that we keep saying we want revival. I'm going to tell you something. If you want revival, you got to prepare the fire. Okay? The Lord's already given the fire, but we need to keep preparing it. Each morning, each morning, listen here. We need to be that church on fire. And if we're going to be that church on fire, the first thing that must be done is to get ourselves in a proper fellowship with God. You don't get out of a relationship, but you need to be in that right fellowship with God. 
And my friend, when you're in that right fellowship as a child of God, and may I say today, with the number we have here, I need not take that every one of us, I know Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, you don't know him, you don't have a fire. You don't have a fire, but guess what? He is willing to instill a fire in you that will never go out. And he is telling us today that the first thing we need to do as a congregation is to have a proper fellowship with God. And that's not going to, God is not going to bless your efforts if you're not in right fellowship with him. You can do great things. You can contribute great money. You can sing great songs. You can do all kinds of great things. But he's not going to bless your efforts if you're not in the right fellowship with him. Yeah, thank you for those amens. But I want us to understand today what it is. I'm going to go back here. I want to point out a few things. When that fire... It said uh, to keep the fire burning and all night in the morning the fire upon the altar shall be burning. Now listen here. And then it says in verse 10, and the priest shall put on his linen, linen garment and his linen breeches and he shall put upon the flesh and take the ashes. Listen to what he was saying to do. When they brought when, when a person would bring their sacrifice, their sacrifice is to say, I have sinned, and I realize I have sinned, and so I want a, an atonement, if you will. I want a cleansing for that sin. So they were told to bring an animal sacrifice, and they brought that uh, to the priest, and he would be in the tabernacle there, and the priest there with a fire, they'd lay that on there, and the fire would go all night, and then the priest in the morning, he would go in, and he would kindle the fire. He would stoke the fire. He'd add wood to the fire. And then what he'd do, he'd take the ashes. Listen to me now. He'd take the ashes and he'd clean them all off. And he'd take them out from the burnt offering from the altar, my friend, where the fire was. He'd take the ashes and he'd take them outside and he'd discard them into another proper place. And what is that saying to you and I today? And you know what? I've got a burn barrel at home. I don't know about you, but I've got a burn barrel. And if I don't get the ashes, out of the bottom of that burn barrel when I want to go burn something after a while, guess what it does? It robs the oxygen that is needed for a fire to burn. You know what we got to do? We got to do some cleaning if you will in our burn barrel today. We got to do some cleaning and we got to get the ashes out of our life. What is the ashes? It represents the sin that was in our life. We got to get the sin that's out of our lives and we need to get the ashes out because without the ashes being out guess what your fire is going to flicker down why did the priest do that every day because he wanted the fire to burn brightly my friend we want our fire to burn brightly but we don't we don't want to clean the ashes out you know what? That's admitting there's something there uh, that should not be there. Uh, first of all, uh, listen here. Uh, that, that sacrifice, it was to burn all night as to make sure uh, that everything that was consumed uh, through the fire. And then once it was, uh, listen, if you keep it there, what? You're going to be reminded of your past. You're going to be reminded of your sin. Uh, but guess what? He took that and he removed that just like our great uh, leader today and our Lord Jesus Christ. He cleansed he took our sins and removed that it's no longer on the fire my friend we've got to understand today how important it is for you and I 
You and I have to understand and, and realize this. And in order to do that, we need to be totally honest with ourselves. The priest would take... <laughs> These will probably be messages later on down the road, but I'm just hitting them now as they come. The priest would take and he'd put on a different set of clothes. And he'd take him clothes and he'd go deal with that. Do you ever work with ashes or with fire? You get done, I'm going to tell you what, when I clean out my burn barrel, I got to go throw my clothes in the wash machine. You know why? I get that ash soot and everything else all over me. And then they've got to go wash it off. And you know what? He's telling us here, when you're cleansed, uh, when you're clean, and you allow sin to come in your life, guess what? It's going to be noticed. It's going to be seen. It's going to be spotted. It's going to be taken notice of. And that's exactly what he's telling us here. Uh, listen here, he had to go, and he had to remove those old clothes, and he had to put on new clothes right here. He had to put on something to remind him that there was sin that he had dealt with. And don't hold anything back in your life. And when you're dealing with sin in your life don't let anything anything at all continue to dwell when you give it up give it up when you put it in the past keep it in the past when you trust God trust God that he is able to do all things but I want to tell you something let me share this over in the book of numbers next door over in the book of numbers in the first or second chapter somewhere in there we learned the other night, Wednesday night, about some of the roles of the Levites, all right? Uh, some of the roles of what the Levites did in the tribe of Levi. Well, the role of the Levites, they had a job. One of their jobs to do was to keep the fire. They were keepers of the flame. <laughs> I was thinking about this, and I thought about before the Olympics. I, I, I like to watch that. Before the Olympics came... Uh, to start the flame, to start the Olympics, they would have people uh, that would go to the original flame, right? Go to the original Olympics in Greece, and they would capture some of that flame, and they would transfer uh, that all the thousands of miles uh, to the torch, and that flame would go to this flame. Are you getting what I'm saying? And, and, and they, would, they were keepers of the flame, and they would light that torch, and it would burn, and it's burning to this day uh, down there in Rio, and listen here, I want to tell you something. The Levites, uh, what their job was to do, uh, the word tabernacle is a temporary dwelling place. That tabernacle wasn't built with stone and brick and mortar. Uh, that tabernacle, they were journeyers. Uh, they were sojourners. Uh, they were travelers, if you will. And listen, I want to tell you something. We might have a place of brick and mortar, uh, but we are the church, and we are on a journey, and wherever we go, uh, the Levites there, their job was to take that fire. Uh, they were not to go and to fight the battle. The Lord would fight for them. And I want to tell you something. When we as God's children realize God fights our battles when we keep his flame and when we do that because why? Because the word tabernacle, if you're going over to Corinthians here, it tells you that this body is a tabernacle, a temporary dwelling place. That's what that was. If they were not there, they would move and they would continue to go to different places but they would set up that tent and they would put the tabernacle in a place like it needed to be and they would, what they do? They'd carry the flame and put it right where it needed to be. Listen here. Uh, we're a tabernacle here. We're a temporary dwelling place. But guess what God has given us uh, while we're here? He has given us a flame. And he said, you keep the flame burning brightly and I'll fight your battles. Look at it. It's there. 
How important is that for you and I today to understand how important it is? You see, back then, it was the priest's job. The people would bring and they would offer their sacrifice to the priest and they would lay their sin atonement down. Well, guess what? Over in the book of Acts in chapter 2, there was a fire fell. Let me back up just a little bit. Remember on that day where Jesus Christ, the scripture talks about, died on that cross. Remember when he died on the cross and when he died, the Bible says the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom. You remember when that took place? Well, guess what? where the fire was (laughs) in the temple. Guess where it was? It was right there. It was right there for that's where the priest would go. You don't need a mediator anymore. You don't have to go to someone and say, I want you to take their care of this. I want to offer you my sin offering so my fire will burn. Keep my fire burning for me, will you, Nick? Keep my fire. That's what they'd say. Keep my fire burning for me, will you? Would you want anybody else to keep listening? There's a lot of things I'll let you do for me, but not my fire. Not my fire. You know why? (laughs) I love you all, trust you all with everything I got. (laughs) But my fire is my responsibility. My fire is my responsibility. He said, you keep that fire burning. God started the fire, but he told us to tend to the fire, to keep the fire burning. Now listen, our churches today is quite evident that our Christians today, listen, we, we call churches, and because if we say churches, it doesn't sting so bad. Me, you today, need to rekindle the fire. Have you been taking care of the fire that God's entrusted you with? Have you been taking care of the fire that Jesus Christ gave us that day of Pentecost when the fire fell? Guess what that was? That was the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Ghost fell upon you and I, my friend, I want you to know something. He entrusted that to them. And when you receive Jesus Christ today, you receive the fire of God through the Holy Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is Jesus within you. Just people see Jesus in you. Oh, I have him in me. But my friend, why did he tell the church that they were so cold? He'd spew them out of his mouth. Why did he tell them over in Revelations that they were cold? You know why they were cold? He said their fire had gone out. They didn't tend to what God told them to take care of. Listen, we, we've got a fire here. We're a tabernacle, okay? Temporary dwelling place. But that fire that God gave us, my friend, it, it's not to the preacher or the pastor on Sunday morning to keep your fire going, okay? May I tell you, it's the pastor the preacher's job to feed the flock, okay, to encourage you. But my friend, if you just put the wood on the fire one Sunday a week, you got a pretty dim light. 
You got one day a week, you, you got a pretty dim light. We need to keep the fire going, and we keep the fire going through prayer, through reading of his word, through listening. Prayer is not just praying and speaking to God, but letting God speak to us, meditating and letting him speak. So how important is that when that fire fell? I'm going to tell you something here. As I come to a close, as I said, when Jesus died on the cross, he made it so I didn't have to have a mediator. I didn't have to go to anybody else. I could go straight to him and he would cleanse me. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. But you know what else that meant? And that means? It means I got to take care of my own ashes. I got to take care of my ashes. If you will, those ashes, the things that are in the past, because when they brought the sacrifice there, what it once was no longer is. You understand? That's your past. What it once was, it no longer is that. But there is a reminder there. And as long as you keep that reminder of your past right there, it's going to starve the oxygen you need in your fire to keep it burning brightly. (laughs) Oh, I want to go all over the place here. But I want to tell you something. We're going to come to a close. You get ready back here. He said that fires did not ever go out. Fires did not ever go out. May I tell you, I've been there. I know people that I've seen come and walk the aisle that have been away from God for a long time. And they let themselves get in the way because they think that God wouldn't want them anymore. Who do you think he died for? But those people that come and say, I've strayed far, far away from God. But my friend, when they come, just like David said, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. You hear today and your fire isn't burning too brightly. Maybe it isn't burning too brightly because you've not kept your fire like you need to. Okay? Maybe it's not burning too brightly because you've not dealt with the things of the past. You've not dealt with that that you've asked forgiveness for and yet you keep asking forgiveness for. You've got to get rid of the ashes. You're here today and you need to see Jesus and ask him to be the Lord and Savior of your life and put a fire in you. I'll tell you. He's waiting to do that today. Let's stand. You need to come to the altar. I want you to come. Lord, my fire, I haven't kept it up. You want a revival? This is where we need to be real and honest with ourselves. I will let you know when we're ready for revival. Because you will let me know when you're ready for it. When the church is on fire, that means we all are on fire. Okay? My friend, if you know somebody that's on fire, you can see their zeal. You know their fire is within them as the Lord Jesus Christ. Be around them. Be around them. And I'm not just talking about outwardly, but you can feel it. You know what? I don't touch the fire to know it's a fire. I feel the fire to know it's a fire. People, 
Let's tend to the things of God that need tending to, all right? Let's do what God wants us to do and be about our Father's business. Brother Chubb, dismiss us in prayer today.